0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Colorado Springs, Colorado with my new friend Carrie Smith Nicholson of hashtag coloradolifestyle.com. Her husband was born and raised in the city and she moved here to be closer to his family after they got married. She loves enjoying all four seasons and the outdoor lifestyle. In this episode, Carrie and I talk about the Garden of the Gods, corn mazes at the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo, and driving up Pikes Peak. You'll hear about these three amazing attractions, plus so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Colorado Springs. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use Award Wallet to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account. Hey, Carrie, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you're here. Like you and I, we've we've kind of crossed paths for a number of years at a conference called FinCon, but I don't think we've ever had a chance to fully meet. And so it's an honor to actually meet you and to talk about the city of Colorado Springs. So, what's your connection to Colorado Springs?
1: So my husband was Ryan. He was actually born and raised in Colorado Springs. And we got married. We I lived in Texas at the time. So we got married there. And uh, we decided to move to Colorado from Texas to be closer to his family. So his parents lived here. Like I said, he was born here. My family had actually visited Colorado for many years, like 10, 15 years when I was in my teens and early 20s. We would go snowboarding and skiing here all the time. So it was just kind of a natural thing when he said, like, I'd like to move closer to my family. I just immediately basically said yes. So that was a really easy thing. We initially lived in Boulder, Colorado, but when we started the home buying process, We quickly decided that Colorado Springs was much more in our budget (laughs) and uh, would be a better location to build our life and family here. It's a much more family-friendly city and closer to his parents, which are basically they live 10 minutes away from
0: us. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, especially, I don't know if you have kids or anything like that, but having family nearby is such a blessing whenever, say, you're both working and like you need somebody to help with the kids and, and stuff like that. That's an amazing thing.
1: Yeah, we don't have kids yet. Um, We've just bought our house two years ago, so we're still kind of young, but we definitely have plans to do that. Yeah. So that would be a, a really nice thing to have.
0: Absolutely. So now that you've been in Colorado Springs for a few years, if you had to describe like the people or the city in a few words, how would you do that?
1: It's so welcoming. It's really funny too, because since we've lived here, we have connected with a lot of other people who have moved from other parts of the country. So a lot of Californians and a lot of Texans. And I've been able to network with a lot of other Texans too. And it's just so welcoming. No matter where you come from, you can live here, move here, buy a home, establish a life. And nobody really gives you a hard time about it. They're really thankful that you're here. Everybody is very open to where you come from. Once you get here, you kind of adopt the Colorado lifestyle and you become a Colorado native, even if you weren't born here. And I really (laughs) like that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, when we moved from LA to Nashville... There is a lot of hesitancy, right? Like when you pick up, like when you're moving from Dallas to there, it's a difficult thing. You're like, I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty. You're like, okay, am I going to find friends? Am I going to find like a cool place to live and everything else? And so that's awesome that they're so welcoming and that you've already adopted even like with your website, right? Like the hashtag Colorado lifestyle. That's awesome that uh, you're able to just assimilate so quickly.
1: Yeah. It's funny because one of the things that, you know, when I talk to people and I've lived in the state for five years, you know, two years here in the Springs. And Mm -hmm. so they say like, well, you're basically a native now. Right. And it's like, well, it's only been five years and some other people have, you know, lived here 20, 30 years, but they just automatically welcome you into it and you can just accept it and become that raving fan of the state as well as like all the sports teams and everything.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. When people are planning to come visit Colorado Springs, obviously there's snow in the wintertime, right? Colorado is really well known for its mountains. Throughout the year, what's the weather like? And if people are looking at maybe a festival or certain seasonal events, what time of year should they visit for those?
1: I personally love the weather in Colorado Springs and in the state in general. It is very unique in that you will experience sometimes all four seasons in one day. (laughs) And uh, it's kind of the sister or the cousin to Texas because Texas also had that. I lived there for 30 years, was born and raised But I love the winters here. It gets a really good amount of snow. Colorado Springs actually gets quite a bit more snow than even Denver or Boulder Mm. um, because it's where it's located closer to the mountains and the Rocky Mountains here. A lot of people think that, you know, there's snow just all the time, basically, except for summer. But you definitely get all four seasons, like spring, summer, fall, winter. And I think fall is the best time of year to visit because there are just so many outdoor things to do. It can get a little bit warm in the summer. But I will say, just as a fun fact, a lot of Colorado Springs homes do not have central air conditioning. So it's not that hot. So, you know, our home doesn't have air conditioning. We just use fans and stuff. But in the fall, it's just the perfect temperature. There's outdoor festivals, events, lots of concerts happening. And Colorado Springs is a really good proximity to Denver. So there's just so much to do, so many things to see and Fall is, in my opinion, the prettiest time of year as well because the trees are changing color. You can go for mountain drives, hikes, see the aspens turn like that golden yellow color where it's just like the whole mountainside is gold or orange or red. And we always go to the hot springs in the fall. And it's just one of the best experiences.
0: So what are a couple of like your favorite festivals that happen throughout the year then?
1: Well, I really enjoy the events from the Denver Botanic Gardens. They, they have, I mean, it's in Denver technically, but they have like gardens and uh landscapes that they work with all around the state. So there's some that are much more close to Colorado Springs, like they'll have the corn mazes available, pumpkin carving from local artists that they call the glow at the gardens, and it's all outdoors, you know, so it's all across the state. And those are some of my favorites. We also have the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo in Colorado Springs, which is listed as one of the top-rated zoos in the country. I think it was actually listed as number four, in North America in 2020, Um, but it's totally a must visit. I mean, it's built on the side of the mountain and it has this really cool, unique experience. The zoo exhibits are really unique because the animals are able to experience like actually living on the mountain, even though it's closed in. Mm. Um, And it has really amazing views of the city. During the fall and winter they have these different events like Boo at the Zoo or Electric Safari and they become annual staples for our family here and we go to
0: them every single year. It's it's really fun. That sounds amazing. The Cheyenne uh, Mountain Zoo sounds a lot like uh, the the San Diego Wild Animal Park that's outside of San Diego where it's the animals are more like in a more natural environment versus a traditional zoo where it's you walk up and there's a cage and there's bars and and everything else.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: So okay, so let's back up for a second. If people are looking to come visit Colorado Springs, do they fly directly into the city or should they fly into Denver and then make the drive? What do you recommend people uh, getting into the city?
1: The local airport here is a smaller regional airport. Um, so it's the Colorado Springs airport, and it's actually really nice. It only has one terminal, so it is small, but the airport security process is really quick and easy. We fly out and have picked up people from the airport here. They actually have just opened up where Southwest Airlines comes through here now. We have Frontier, American, Delta, all the major ones, but it's really nice because it does connect to a lot of the larger cities across the country. So if you want a direct flight, it's pretty budget-friendly, and it's really quick. It's not the Denver International Airport, which is, of course, way bigger, and it is more convenient there, but Mm -hmm. it is a very short drive, just about an hour if you wanted to go to that one as well. But the local regional one here is the Colorado Springs Airport.
0: Well, that's fantastic that Southwest really opened there because I've had the Southwest Companion Pass for like 14 years or something like that. They're my favorite airline uh, when I'm flying domestically, and and so it's good that they opened up uh, some flights to that airport. Now that we're flying into the Colorado Springs and going from there into the downtown area or to some of the attractions uh, and to our hotel, do we take public transportation? Do we rent a car, use Uber? What's the best way to get around?
1: So renting a car is definitely going to be the best option just because the city is so large and it's very widespread. I mean, there's a lot of space. It does back, or I should say, the mountains are to the west of us, so it does kind of bump up against that, but it's still very large and you can also get a ride share but that's very easy to do. Those are abundantly available as well. Public parking is relatively easy with most locations, and it's mostly free. There's also a lot of free parking in neighborhoods like near like other parks and hiking trails that's very widely adopted across the city for you to do that. but I would not say that public transportation is the best; it's definitely limited here with access and it will take you a pretty long time to like navigate throughout the city so i definitely recommend you know renting a car if you can or using like a ride share.
0: okay yeah that makes a lot of sense and and so when we're thinking of like where to stay is it more based on what we're coming to the colorado springs to do or is there a certain area of town that we should look at uh, finding our hotel
1: well, it is really smart if you wanted to stay in a particular area to stay in a hotel that you know has that uh, availability location wise. Mm-hmm. But like most cities, the downtown area is super nice here, um, so you can stay at one of the well, one of my favorite hotels is called the Mining Exchange. It's located downtown with access to lots of restaurants and shops, and it's really centrally located. You can basically get to anywhere in the city. You just hop on I-25 from downtown, and you can reach all the major attractions that way. But the cool thing about the hotel is it has so much history, and it's built into one of the oldest buildings in Colorado Springs when it was founded. So you'll see a lot of history there of the town and the area. If you're looking for more of like an all-inclusive sort of resort, the Broadmoor Resort is located at Cheyenne Mountain, so close to the Cheyenne Zoo, of course, and it's a bit further south, but it is, like I said, inclusive stay, tons to do, has five, six restaurants, a giant golf course. It's a little bit more expensive because it is a resort, but that is a really nice experience too.
0: Yeah. I mean, that sounds like an amazing place to stay. <laughs> I'm just like a, picturing it in my head right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some of the things to do while we're visiting Colorado Springs. What are some of the, the top attractions that we shouldn't miss out on?
1: Well, since you might be planning a trip to Colorado Springs, one of the main attractions you'll probably see pop up is Garden of the Gods. It is with like really good reason that this is one of the main attractions because It's completely free. It's a national natural landmark for tourists to visit and it will remain free for many years because the person who originally owned it deeded it to Colorado Springs and his children are the stewards of the land and he wants it to remain free forever. So that was sort of the qualifications to take over the land. It's just these like amazing towering red rock sandstone formations that you can go hiking by, go on biking trails throughout. It has lots of rock climbing available there. The Visitor and Nature Center is a very popular spot to visit. It has this small museum there with all these different kinds of animals that are in the park and kind of wildlife, the plants that you'll see there. And it's totally free as well. There's a local cafe and gift shop inside there and you can sign up for tours. You can watch um, like they have this really cool 3D theater that you can, uh, you know, you and your kids can watch and and look at the history of the park. And, you know, it's just a really amazing place to go and things to do. Um, Some of the tours, like if you were going to go on a Jeep tour, a Segway tour are not free, but you can just drive your car through the park. Totally free. Open, you know, seven days a week. It's actually one of the most photographed views in Colorado. So you can understand how beautiful it is and stuff like that. Oh, sure. The best days to visit Garden of the Gods are definitely during the week or like early morning hours on the weekends because it is a very popular spot. And um, if you can go in the off season, you know, so obviously the summer and like early fall, late spring would be like the park's busy season. And if you can go in the off season, that's obviously ideal.
0: Nice. And like you mentioned earlier, talking about like the weather, If we're going to go there, say, during the wintertime, is it something that we have to worry about like with chains and everything uh, as we drive through there or is it paved roads or how does that work?
1: So the roads are paved that you can drive your car on, and there are quite a few paved walking paths, and they're relatively easy. Um, They're not very hard at all. And then there are a few, you know, off the beaten path trails that people have formed and they've become widely accepted as like, you can go on this trail now, but it's still not very steep at all. It is very user-friendly. It may just get a little bit muddy, you know, sometimes that Mm -hmm. might be the only thing you have to worry about, but they do have steps built into a lot of the trails and a lot of them are paved. So it's
0: really nice. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a city boy from California, you know, so <laughs> I always worried about going into snow and dirt and mud and everything else. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get stuck or something, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Let's talk about some of the other things uh, to do uh, when we visit the city. Uh, what are some of your other favorites?
1: One of the other major attractions, well, Colorado Springs has a lot of things to do, but a lot of them are outdoor centric. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you've heard of Pikes Peak and that is one of the biggest, you know, it's America's mountain and it's one of the biggest well-known attractions here. And you can actually drive up to Pikes Peak and explore on top of it. They have um, a visitor center up there as well as a couple of restaurants. It's funny too because they have a donut place that makes donuts up there, but they can't use traditional baking methods because of the altitude. So the ingredient that they actually use is powdered milk instead of regular milk. Cool. So it's a really unique experience to watch them like bake at fourteen thousand foot plus altitude. <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend that, you know, it's going up super high on like your first day visiting here. The altitude is no joke for sure. I didn't grow up here and I you know didn't live here for the majority of my younger life. So it's taken me several years to get used to the altitude and sometimes I will still feel the altitude sickness. Oh, sure. So, you know, a, a lot of the places here are outdoors and it's really nice to go hiking and climbing and stuff like that, but you do have to kind of watch it a little bit with how you feel, take it easy. You know, drink a lot of water. Um, the sun is very intense here as well. So, you know, using sunscreen, that was a big thing. I mm-hmm. these are all mistakes that I made that I'm sharing. So I <laughs> didn't wear sunscreen. I got super dehydrated and heat exhaustion. So make sure you drink a lot of water, you know, stuff like that when you're out exploring in the state in general.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, even just flying to Colorado Springs, being in an airplane, I mean that dehydrates you and, and everything else. So you're already a little dehydrated once you arrive. And now mm-hmm. on top of that, you got the elevation to deal with. Uh, Michelle uh, Jackson, when we interviewed her for Denver, she talked about the same thing when you're visiting Denver. So that is definitely something that listeners really need to focus on. And like you said, take a couple of days to acclimate yourself before you go out there and do a lot of the outdoor activities or climb up to the peak or drive up to that peak uh, and get up there. Um, one thing I remember, and I, I think it's there in Colorado Springs, uh, growing up, We took a little tour as a family, and the Air Force Academy is nearby. Is that correct? It
1: is. It's also a very popular spot in addition to the Olympic Training Center, which a lot of people come here for both of those reasons. Colorado Springs is really popular for the military presence that's here, and there's a lot of bases. There's Fort Carson and a couple different ones, Fort Collins, in the area and near us too. I have not had a chance to go and tour the Air Force Academy yet it has been closed recently, sure. um, just because of everything that's gone on, you know, this year. But it is free. They have a free visitor center. You can go there, and the grounds are really beautiful. I mean, it backs up right to the Rocky Mountains and the Front Range here, so it is a really awesome uh, place to see if you can get there.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember going. I just don't remember anything about it because I think I was like seven or eight years old, you know. So I think it's one of those things that when I come out and visit, uh, I want to make sure I bring my kids, and that way they can have fun while they're there. And be like me and not remember anything. And that way they have to come back when they're, they're a little older. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they
1: often have training and stuff with their airplanes and the jets and stuff in the area. So that's also really cool. Kids love to see that.
0: Oh yeah. We only have a few minutes left. I want to make sure we talk about some of the cool restaurants and cool bars and things like that, that are in Colorado Springs. So what are a couple of your favorites?
1: My favorite place for brunch specifically is called the Denver Biscuit Company. And it's actually located in downtown Colorado Springs. So I know it has like a Denver name, but it's actually here. It started first as a food truck that was in Denver. And it just got so popular that they created these brick and mortar places in multiple locations in Colorado. Their biscuit sandwiches are the most amazing things you will ever eat. You basically have to unhinge your jaw to eat them. I mean, I use the you know, the knife and fork usually, but they have unbelievable biscuits and gravy, especially. I mean, if it's called Denver Biscuit Co., you should probably have really great biscuits and they do. Their sausage gravy is amazing, but I personally love the vegetarian mushroom gravy. It is, you won't, you know, you won't miss the sausage for sure. It's, it's so good and delicious and we love going there for brunch. We do it about once a month and we just absolutely love it. Anytime someone comes in, visits us or, you know, asks us for recommendations, that's what we recommend for sure.
0: Nice. That sounds like really amazing. I know biscuits are a big thing here in Nashville as well. And it's always good to try to sample those in in other cities. What about uh, like, say for like a lunch or dinner, where would we go for that?
1: I recommend checking out the Lucky Dumpling from Chef Brother Luck. Yes, that is his name. Brother is his first name. Um, He actually competed on Top Chef multiple times. And he was on the edition that was Top Chef Colorado. And uh, he took his love of Chinese dumplings and his background of he visited Asia when he was younger. And he turned it into this really unique restaurant with a really cool cuisine. and, And it has this awesome vibe. It's also located downtown Colorado Springs. He has stuff like on the menu that is braised beef wontons and fried chicken bao. And it's so good. It's kind of like, you know, that Southern home style cooking mixed with Chinese cooking as well, and he has another restaurant in Colorado Springs called Four, and it's more of an upscale dining experience. Um, Definitely recommend both; they're really unique, and you know it's from a local chef who lives in Colorado Springs and you know has become well known for his food.
0: Oh no, that sounds amazing! I I think both of those—it's awesome. Where it's like you know that local person that became successful and created such a well-known name that. it turns into that experience that you have to have whenever you visit. Yeah, uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, what about if we want to go for like like a sweet tooth, like you know, like something, some sort of dessert after a meal, or just like a, a mid afternoon snack?
1: So there is a section of the city that's called Old Colorado City, and it used to be basically the original Colorado Springs, and it's just a small suburb here now. So it's a really awesome shop up there that's called uh, the Colorado Creamery, and it's this old school custard style of ice cream. And we absolutely love that too. I mean, just the vanilla flavor is just, you know, it's simple, but it's traditional, super creamy, and it's made in a little bit different of a way than traditional ice cream. That's why it makes it extra creamy with um, the cream instead, obviously Colorado
0: Creamery. Sure.
1: (laughs) But uh, we definitely recommend that. It's an old Colorado city there.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. So uh, I was there a few years ago for like my other blog, Bald Thoughts, uh, as part of the boarding area network of travel blogs. And shout out to my boys over at uh, the House of Miles and uh, Randy and everybody. Uh, they took us to a place called the uh, Ivy Wild uh, School. I guess it's an old school that's been converted into like a, like a shops and, and uh, microbreweries. Do you know much about that?
1: I don't know a lot about it. I just know that the area is super unique, and it has a lot of history, and I I would love to explore it more.
0: Yeah, when we were there, one of the restaurants, uh, it's called the Principal's Office, so it's kind of like playing on the name of of being out of school, and they have a really awesome patio outside that you can sit out there, especially like you talked about, like in the spring or fall, a great place just to sit out there and and enjoy a few drinks and and get some food. It was pretty amazing. And I know that there's a big kind of microbrew scene in, in Denver as well as Colorado Springs, and I know there's some other microbrews there, like the Bristol Brewing Company, and and some of the other ones that are there uh, within the city. Do you have any favorites as far as uh, microbrews go, or, or that craft brew scene?
1: I don't do a lot of drinking myself, but since my husband is a chef, we do like to try different craft beers and support the local community here. I didn't know this before I moved here, but i may, maybe a lot of other people do. But you know, the Coors Brewery is located in Golden, Colorado, which is just uh, west of Denver. So the the beer scene is definitely thriving here. Um, Fort Collins actually is like the craft beer capital of the United States, even, and it produces like seventy percent of the craft beer in our state. So it is definitely a booming scene here. There are a couple of really cool ones here in Colorado Springs. One of our favorites that we enjoy as far as like the type of drink is called Upslope, and it's a really nice uh, lager that is really light, actually, and um, uh, several different breweries make it, but it's a local favorite here. You can find it pretty much in any of the – even the gas stations and stuff like that in the area, and it's one of our favorites that we really enjoy sharing with people when they visit. Oh,
0: fantastic. Well, well, Carrie, I really appreciate you sharing all these tips for Colorado Springs. I know I'm looking forward to being able to come back and do a return visit, and I'm going to have to hit up a lot of these when I do. So, But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Colorado Springs, where should they go and what should they eat?
1: You absolutely have to check out La Baguette, and they serve the French onion soup. And this is located in Old Colorado City. You can also hit up the original Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory that is located there as well.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. So that way you get a little something uh, healthy and then go ahead and blow your diet over at the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Exactly. You've been in Colorado Springs for a number of years now. What's one of your most memorable stories?
1: Having my parents visit us for the first time and, you know, it was their first time in Colorado Springs after we just bought our first house that was such a cool experience being able to show them the area and also become a tourist ourselves. Cause that's something you don't get a lot of opportunity to do when you live here, you're not necessarily a tourist. And so we got to experience a lot of these first time things with them or see it through their eyes and show them the whole city and all there is to offer. And there really is just so much to do here. I mean, we went hiking every single day and we took them to the Garden of the Gods and Pikes Peak and you know, even the little towns around the area. Um, Colorado Springs is actually so big that there is a town that's called Cripple Creek and it is about 45 minutes to an hour from here, but it is technically still a suburb of Colorado Springs. So it is so much to do. And we took them to cripple creek which is like this uh really cute town that is basically all casinos now oh. but anyway, so you know there's just so many things to do and, and we've got to become a tourist in our own city
0: yeah that's awesome i mean being here in nashville we've been here for two and a half years and you quickly get assimilated into like just your normal day-to-day right mm-hmm. so many people are like oh yeah so what do you do like what are you doing i'm like i don't know man i go to work i you know, I'd take my kids to school. And I, I don't really do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, so it's cool whenever you have people come into town and you can do those touristy things and and give yourself a reason or excuse to go out and explore the city. So speaking of good times with like family coming into town and and everything else, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in, in Colorado Springs?
1: Well, we really enjoy this brewery that is actually in a suburb of Colorado Springs called Woodland Park. It's just about 15 minutes away and it's called Beer Works Brewery. And it's been here since like 2010. Um, They serve primarily like German style lagers and ales, but they have this really amazing Colorado made sausage and Wisconsin cheese. They make the warm, these like pretzels from scratch salami and cheese platters all year round. Um, And in the summer, it's really nice because they open up the the side of their uh, outdoor space to be like an indoor outdoor flow. And they do smoked barbecue and wood fired pizza as well. So it's like brews, you know, beer, the sausage, pizza, warm Wisconsin cheese. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> I'm booking my ticket. <laughs> that sounds really awesome for me. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, whenever I travel, I always check out the local pizza. Should we go to um, the Beerworks Brewery or, or is there another place we should go for pizza?
1: I think you should definitely check out Leon Jesse's New York style pizza. It's located more like central Colorado Springs, a little bit north of downtown. Um, But they have these really large New York style slices with a side salad and a drink. They've been there since like 1974. So it's family owned and operated. And
0: everything is like less than $10
1: for the whole combo. And it's just the most amazing
0: pizza you'll ever have, really. Wow, nice. Yeah, great pizza at a great price. What more can you ask for?
1: And I will say, too, that in the same parking lot as Leon Jesse's is this place called BJ's Velvet Freeze, and it's just a soft-serve ice cream place. I mean, can you tell we love ice cream? (laughs) But uh, they're super busy in the summer. They've been there since 1954. It's this little tiny shop. They make the best soft-serve ice cream. It's just amazing. So you can get your pizza and then get some Velvet Freeze afterwards.
0: All I know is when my kids listen to this episode, hearing about all the ice cream and all the different uh, treats – They're going to be sold as well. They're going to be, they're going to be begging me to come to Colorado Springs.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, like we talked about at the beginning, you and I know each other from FinCon and, and we, every year the, the conference is in a different location. And so we get to sample different parts of the country, which is awesome. So obviously you and I travel quite a bit. What's your best travel tip?
1: So my best travel tip, specifically for Colorado Springs, but you can use it anywhere, is called the All Trails app, and it's for outdoor hikes and stuff like that. You're able to pull up the app, and it'll tell you how far you've gone, and it'll show you the trails that are available because – Especially when you're in Colorado, not all of the hikes have these well-marked trails. They'll give you a general idea or they'll have like one marker and then you have to just go down the trail. And then, you know, for me, I go hiking with one of my friends every month. And so like once a month, we try a new trail in Colorado Springs. We've done that for a year and a half now. And so we like to use the All Trails app to tell us, you know, where we're at and how far we've gone and which trails to go on next because it has a GPS on it. And then it also captures the maps that you've done. So you can have this collection of maps of trails that you've done throughout the, the years that we've done it. And it's really nice to have. And we share it with each other. We can, t- you know, share it with each other through the app. I personally love that because I have gotten lost in Colorado <laughs> Springs trails. <laughs> and there's so so many, you know, that you can explore. Uh, Ute Valley Park is one of our favorites. And there are some little known areas and you can get lost there. So that app really helps a lot.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I, I use the free version of it. Uh, do you recommend the, the, is the free good enough? Or should you subscribe to get like the more the advanced features?
1: I like just the free version as well. I haven't seen much of a need to upgrade. We did, my friend did upgrade and use the pro version for a while for her, but it was mostly like offline capabilities, which Mm. does come in handy sometimes. But for the most part, we were always online and able to get the info that we needed. So it was okay.
0: Cool. Well, Carrie, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about Colorado Springs. I know I learned a lot For the audience that doesn't know who you are, uh, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do? And then if people want to have more questions about Colorado Springs, what's the best way for them to reach you on social media?
1: So my husband and I have a blog that's called hashtag com, And we also have a podcast that goes along with that. I bring the newcomer perspective. He brings a native perspective. That's sort of what we like to share on our podcast is like someone who's lived here their whole lives and wanting to explore something new or someone who just moved here and and doesn't know the ins and outs. So that is a really great place to connect with us. We're also on Instagram and you can like send us a direct message or just chat with us on our feed. And it's also hashtag Colorado life. And that's the word hashtag spelled out, by the way, because that was really hard to try and figure out how to put like the hashtag sign in like a dot com or your. Instagram name.
0: So oh, we sure. spoke it out. Yeah. Well, right away. Well, yeah. Uh, we're going to obviously include links to all that in the show notes as well. Carrie, I really appreciate you, uh, everything you shared, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it as well. This was a great chat.
0: What a fun conversation with Carrie. I'm looking forward to checking out all these sites the next time I visit. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Colorado Springs. We want to say thank you to Award Wallet for being today's affiliate partner. It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Award Wallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we visit Helsinki, Finland to speak with my new friend, Shelley Nyquist of yourmeescape.com. In this episode, we talk about an island fortress, Nuxio National Park, and the home of Fisker Scissors. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.